0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your team. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say.
1: I'm not sure that just answering one question is going to solve all the issues that you have with your family, but it's going to be through a series of questions and a, a series of changes in your mindset um, of learning how to do things different, how to listen differently, how to uh, understand the world that your child lives in, how to respond, how to engage, how to take the initiative, how to have new experiences. It's a combination of all those things together that that really give an answer. And and many times when people say, hey, can you give me the answer to this? Sometimes what they're doing is asking me to speak um, and give an answer that will fit with their already foolish thinking that isn't working. And and I say this all with the uh, intent to say it's more than just one question. There's something else going on. Whatever you're asking... There's more. And I tell people that all the time, that, that, that the wisdom that you gather uh, is gathered by your observation, uh, by your reflection, and by your own experience. So what that means is this, is that I would ask you, what have you observed in life that can apply to something that's happening in the life of your child? Something that you've observed, something you've thought about, wrestled with and something that you've experienced? How do you mold those three things together and come out with on the other side of that equation of adding those three, observation, reflection, and experience, and come out with a sense of wisdom that is really what your kids want? And so sometimes the questions that I answer are merely to give you some direction to make you think a little bit more. You have to take those answers and and apply them to what you have observed and also what you have experienced in life. And you add all of that together and then you have to come to your conclusion. And while I'm very practical in my responses to people telling them this is what I would do or this is what I think – My intention is to get you to think, to challenge you at times and say, maybe uh, it's not working the way you want it to, not because it's wrong, but because you're trying too hard in one direction when you need to put in half the effort, go in the other direction. I hope you can hear what I say. A A mom wrote and said, how do I respond to my teen son? who doesn't seem to like us anymore. What do I need to do? Another question is this. We just learned that our 17-year-old daughter was drunk at a party, and she's lying to us about it, and she turns 18 in two months, and she says, I can't wait to get out of here. You'll never know uh, you have a daughter. Somebody else asked a question. Our 16-year-old son has a lot of problems making relationships, and he seems to push other people away with sharp comments that make him sound very angry. Um, Can you help? Another question is this hey our 20 year old daughter's in the middle of a crisis pregnancy and can't see how toxic the relationship is with the father and I would imagine that's the father of the baby that she's pregnant with and we try to sprinkle in wisdom wherever possible uh, what else would you recommend? another question uh, some of these in in this segment are, are really older kids, but we have a daughter she's 18 has an eating disorder. Um, What do we do? How do we help her? Um, How do we get to somewhere different? So anyway, those are the questions we're going to be dealing with today. And so the first question is, you know, how do I respond to my sixteen-year-old son who doesn't seem to like me or our family anymore? What's the best way to pursue the relationship with him without pushing him away? You know what? This is one of those times that that I am going to tell you that you need to get a book, and this book. And if you're like me, you're not a real reader. Because uh, I don't read a whole lot. I've, I've, the only parenting books I've ever read are my own. Uh, and, and my tendency is after I write them, I kind of forget them. Uh, I read one of my books not long ago, and I thought, wow, you yeah, know, is a pretty good book. <laughs> so, But anyway, here's a book. It's called Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture. And it and it deals with stuff like this that I think will answer the question when somebody says oh, what's the best way to pursue a relationship, and it, it this isn't the opening chapter but one of the chapters is a parent's greatest challenge, or why gray hair works to your benefit, or understanding your teen's behavior. These are all chapter titles: are TMI and not enough wisdom, are being a superhero when their lives suck, or how to how a place of retreat becomes a haven of rest, are touching their heart when their behavior has hurt yours. Um, The other part of this is uh, that the chapter is just talking about your relationship with your teen. Another chapter is put down the phone and pick up the conversation. Here's something else, giving your teens what they want. Here's another one that I think is important. Since nagging and lecturing doesn't work, try something different. Here's another chapter title. Not every argument needs to be argued. Here's another one. Quit correcting and start connecting. Here's another one. Giving your teen control of their life. Chapter 19. Complaining ruins relationships. Gratefulness draws them in. Chapter 20 is can everyone just laugh a little? (laughs) 21. You're getting me. This is important. Twenty-two gets a little deeper. Won't somebody just listen? Twenty-three is play it smart. They're watching. And I don't do it often, but I but I tell people this is the book that you need to get because I have taken a lot of time to say um, this is what I've learned after 47 years of dealing with kids. And there may be a way that you can take – something from there and learn. I I wish I can answer the question, what's the best way to pursue the relationship when it comes, you know, when he comes across as not wanting one, I would have to, to answer that. I'd have to give you a whole book because it has a lot to do with you. It has a lot to do with uh, uh, the environment your child's in. It has to do with your home atmosphere. It has to do with the way they hear things and are responding, the way they're communicating, the type of friends they have. Uh, get the book, uh, and you can get it on Amazon, or you can go to parentingtodaysteens.org. Here's another question that somebody said. I just learned that our 17-year-old daughter was drunk at a party. Um, She's lying to us, and um, we don't know what rules to administer uh, and consequences. And she says she's moving out of our home as soon as she turns 18 and that we will never know we had a daughter. Uh, A lot of kids say that. They're frustrated with the position of where they are. Uh, They're frustrated at home because they want more freedom. And yet at the same time, that frustration kind of boils over and then in that they're not prepared to face the world. And, and I can tell you this too, that most kids when they're getting drunk all the time feel a great sense of guilt and, and they know they're doing stuff is wrong and they don't know how to get out of it. And so that's gotta be frustrating as well. So out of that frustration that many of our kids speak comes hurtful comments like you'll never know that you had a daughter and stuff like that. So you have to take it for what it's worth. But you know this is what I would say to her. Uh, you know, and and with a calmness and gentleness of of a response, I would say, sweetheart, I, I want you to know something. You are a sweetheart, and I, I I want you to know we love you dearly. and but you get to choose the path that you get to walk on. And if you choose to leave at eighteen, um, you can leave, but I want you to know you're always welcome here but we will never support some of the stuff you're doing. We can't let go of that. Those are the things that we believe. And so you have a decision to make, but it's your decision. And we're willing to work on anything, anything that's come up and getting in the way of the relationship. And this is where you need to list out some of the things that you're doing wrong and say, this is what we'll work on. But we won't support you as long as you're doing these things. And so, you know, if your child decides to leave, it's saying this to him: If you leave, I want you to know that the credit card stays here. The debit card stays here. Your money for school stays here. The car stays here. The phone is no longer paid for. And what you're doing is not so much antagonizing them and telling them you're rotten people and you can't live without us because you want them to become independent. But you're reminding them that because of your investment that you have in a child, that you do have some expectations. They don't have to be high expectations, but some expectations of what you desire to get off of your investment, and, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And it may be I cannot help you do these things if you don't produce something on the other side because it's now time. It's time for you to grow up. These are the benefits of being at home. But it's not. we're not using it as a manipulative tool to keep you at home. We just want you to know that this is more of a respect thing. And if you want to grow up and don't want to be known to us, you can't keep pulling everything away from us. To live your life. And, and I think, you know, to this mom, you're at the point where, where your child's going to make some decisions, but you have to make some decisions as well about the choices that your child makes. And those decisions are, okay, if she decides to leave, are we going to let her leave? And are we going to keep those things, the card, the credit card, the debit card, all the phone, all that stuff? Or are you going to say, well, no, we're going to give you the car where you can get back and forth to work and we want you to have a phone where we can contact one another. And, you know, we're going to... What you're doing is 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 not making her feel the full consequence of her behavior and her choices. You know, there's a scripture that, that says if you rescue an angry man once, you're just going to have to rescue him again. I want to... to Speak the truth in love to kids and confront them and deal with issues the younger they are so that I am involved in their life rather than waiting for them to deal with those hard issues uh, when they are somewhere else. So um, close your mouth a little bit. Um, uh, Make it clear how you're going to operate at home. Uh, Let her make the choices and uh, And then you hold fast to what you have said, and see how she changes her response to you. Here's another question that somebody says, "I have a sixteen year old son, but he has a lot of trouble making relationship. He seems to push others away with sharp comments and comments that make him sound arrogant. Um, he gets frustrated and and uh, when we try uh, to coach him, he says, "I got it. I'm fine." Uh, he enjoys being with kids in his youth group and they're an hour away and he likes going there because he says if he messes up it's okay they're so far away it wouldn't matter um, So what do I do? The first thing I would say is you know you you have a child that that wants to have things together it's evident and he wants to have good relationships but he doesn't know how and he keeps pushing them away is he in, is he sitting down with a counselor any you know this is what a counselor would do a counselor would say do you know that sometimes, the way you speak is offensive. Do you know that it pushes people away? Do you know that every time you say that, it makes me want to walk the other way? And and somehow, when somebody else can say that to your child, there is um, sometimes more of an openness to hear it from somebody else than to hear it from somebody you love dearly. Um, because i think there's always that fear in the kid's mind that if parents are criticizing me then that means they don't love me that much that's why i've always said that that the number one statement you ought to be making to your child all the time is i want you to know there's nothing you can do to make me love you more and there's nothing you could do to make me love you less so you have a child that's messing up and so and and causing problems but i would get him with a counselor that can spend some time and speak you know truth to him not just Coddle him, and, uh, but speak truth so that he can get along better with people. So to you, mom and dad, I would tell you this. You need to stop talking so much. Text and communicate with them. Don't tell him all the places that he's done wrong, but start encouraging him in the places that he can do Right. And he's going to have to learn this lesson almost on his own with the help of a counselor outside of you so that that work can be done somewhere else. And when he comes home, what you're doing is just loving on him. Because if he feels like he doesn't have a relationship with anybody at home and he's having a tough time having relationships with people at school, he's going to get into relationships with other people some way and he's going to do some crazy things to get those relationships, because that's what he's been created for. Our God in heaven has created him that way. And so when you do speak, speak the truth in love, but I would also encourage you to not feel like you have to be the one correcting him all the time. Spend more time loving on him and affirming him and not correcting him and let somebody else do that so it keeps your relationship intact. Here's another question where somebody says, our 20-year-old daughter's in the middle of a crisis pregnancy and can't see how toxic the relationship is with the father. You know, I think it's hard to talk sense sometimes into a 20-year-old that's been sexually involved with somebody and now pregnant because the, the, the sex act itself has an amazing way of bonding two people together. And so if you're trying to explain to your daughter how toxic... Uh, the guy that got her pregnant is, what you're doing is making her feel worse and shaming her that she got into a relationship and allowed herself to be sexually involved with the guy who is toxic. And and it's just not the way that that it works. Um, I think it's very difficult for someone who is pregnant to feel like um, they don't want to love the person that uh, that they got pregnant from. Most people they want to, but if they don't, I would tell you, mom and dad, don't force a marriage. Um, it just doesn't it doesn't work out well in in all those things that I've seen. What's happening with your daughter being pregnant is she's moving towards somebody else because she may not feel the acceptance she she has at home. And so I would affirm her and let her know that it's a new chapter in the life of your family and that this baby coming into this world, whether you choose to keep it or give it up, it's an honorable thing that you're going to have this baby. And, and, it's, and, and you know what? This is what I found. Uh, every time, every time, there's not one exception. Every time that I have known of a young lady, uh, whether they've lived with us or they've been involved with us in young life or church or camp or wherever it is, when they've gotten pregnant, it's amazing to me how it changes the dynamics of the family in a very positive way. And I say that because if a child's using or smoking or any of those things, they'll quit. If they're drinking all the time, they'll quit. They're now starting to think about somebody else other than themselves. And so it, it's that's the neat thing about uh, pregnancy it, is that it forces a, a child, or in this case, a 20-year-old, to quit thinking just about themselves and to think about somebody else. And leave it alone about this toxic relationship, and she'll figure it out uh, on her own. And and the reason that she may be connected with somebody who's toxic is because she doesn't feel like she has anywhere else to go. Hey, these these unplanned things um, forces you to trust God all the more. And I could tell you that when that baby comes into this world, you're going to be elated. Just absolutely forget about the circumstances and you look at that baby. And it's amazing the change that'll happen, that'll open up a part of your heart you never knew that existed. But I think right now I'd be more concerned about not convincing her what how toxic this this guy that got her pregnant is as much as offering her a sense of hope that you guys love her to death, want the best for her and will help her do whatever she needs to do uh, to bring this new life into the world. Hey, here's another question. We have a daughter. She's 18. She's got an eating disorder. Um, she's had it for four months. I don't know what kind of eating disorder it is. And, um, and she has said, I, I don't want your support, I don't live here, or a few of her latest quotes, and they don't want to lose the relationship. But, um, you know, she's just a, an 18-year-old that's kind of flexing her, her independence and showing it and, and causing a problem, and parents are wondering, what do we do? There is a point where at some point, as I mentioned earlier, that, that it's, it's time to go. Or if it's 18 and you want help, we'll be happy to do these things, but – You've got to be in counseling. You've got to be meeting with somebody. You've got to be spending some time resolving some of these these issues. And the first place that I'd start is by asking her, do you want help from us? Do you want help? If you don't want help, we're not going to participate in this. I've said it before a million times that there's an old proverb that says, discipline your son while there's yet hope and don't participate in his death. There's, there's a way to maintain the relationship and to encourage them with carrots and consequences to do the right things. But at some point, you know, you, you've got to back up and say, I can't continue to do this because it's not getting any better. Matter of fact, the longer it goes, it continually gets worse. So if it is getting worse, stop because you are helping it get worse. And, and there's got to be some point that you say, we're either going to get help, or you're going to have to figure this out, but we can't participate in this. I know that sounds harsh, but you've got an 18-year-old that that's being pretty harsh back at you, um, trying to get out of, you know, uh, assuming responsibility for their life. Here's another question that somebody asks. It says, my 15-year-old has been angry at her mother for the past eight years, and, and her... Her father's been absent, um, and she's built a wall around her heart. He'll, you know, he will always tell her that he's on his way to pick her up, and then he doesn't show up, or he won't answer his phone. Um, and she's been dealing with this her enti- entire life, and so she's rebellious. She steals and lies, and she's hateful to her mother and um, and me. And this is a grandmother, evidently, and her papa. What can we do to turn this around? You know, um, she's been angry for a long time. And um, and what happens is when she sees normalcy in the life of somebody else, she's reminded of all those things that she doesn't have. You know, if if I would call somebody and, and say, come pick me up and they didn't pick me up, then there's a part of me that that would come back. I'd be a little bit angry about... I would truly be angry that somebody's disappointing me all the time. And in that disappointment, I'm sure that I would become more selfish. And in that selfishness, I would do whatever I had to do to make sure my life was a success, and I would start to learn how to to lie about things. And I'd be angry, and and I'm not getting what I want, so I'm going to steal what I want. And I understand what is happening here, but this is a time that this young lady needs something more than just – you know, pat on the back. I feel sorry for you, or an excuse. She needs some help because unresolved issues will only rear their ugly head later in life with more consequences, doing more damage to more people if this doesn't get resolved in some way. And usually, when a child gets to that point, and 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 they're really their grades are going down. You see their life begin to change. You see everything turn around, and it's going the opposite direction of where you want. This is where something like a heart like Comes in, and for those of you who don't know, I, we have a residential counseling center for kids. I, we've been doing this for a long time. We've had over three thousand kids live with us, and I see it all the time that that we really think that those issues will go away. But really, what happens is the child learns to cover them up, but they usually start bobbing back up in the, in the child's life later in life, of course. But it's usually at significant points where they go off to college, when they get married, when they have kids. And then those things come back up again, and it causes a bigger problem. And so my encouragement is solve it now. You know, the the resolution that she may be wanting about her dad, it may never happen this side of heaven. My prayer would be that the dad would grow up. But what you can do is help her figure out how to navigate life With losses in her life, how to navigate it when she's mad, how to not let the actions of one person control the actions that that she is now displaying about stealing and lying and and and. being rebellious and getting in fights and being hateful to people around her and her grades. Go, you know, Those are all symptoms of something else that's going on. And this is the time that you've got to be spending some time saying, how do we help this young lady break out of this at 15 years of age? Because if not, you're going to have a mess on your hands later. Hey, the book that I mentioned to you earlier is called Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, you can get it on Raising Teens and a Contrary culture.com. You can also get it by going to Parenting Teens.org. That's our website. Also, sign up for our newsletter while you're there. Hey, it's been great uh, answering some questions today. I look forward to uh, finishing up this stack. Only about 100 more questions to go, and we'll be all caught up. God bless. Take care.